Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Matt Clark, research analyst for Money Markets here with your Bull and the Bear podcast. I want to start by thanking everyone who does watch our videos, uh, who do watch our videos on YouTube each and every week. Our entire team, we take a lot of pride in providing with the best analysis uh, on the stock market and the economy each and every week. And if you haven't already, I do want to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel or podcast indicator, whichever you're listening to uh, here. If you're on YouTube, just uh, make sure you click that subscribe button down at the bottom and uh, then click that notification bell and get notified every time we release a new video. Also, uh, head over to moneymarkets.com as well when you're done watching. Uh, and it is because it is your home for uh, safe, sound, smart, simple, profitable investment information on the site. You can check out our uh, stock power rating system. Uh, we rate thousands of stocks across the market on six fundamental and technical metrics. Uh, you can create your own watch list. You can track your uh, stock performance and get our own in-depth analysis. You can do all that for free. Now I want to move on with today's podcast. Uh, for years, Netflix uh, was the gold standard when it came to streaming services. For uh, at one point in time, that was all I had. I, I really didn't have TV. Uh, I only had Netflix because it had basically whatever I wanted, uh, whatever I wanted to watch. Um, uh, what was once an empire built on renting DVDs uh, through the mail, because basically that's how Netflix started. It was a subscription service where you could actually go online, rent DVDs, they would send it to your house and then you watch them and then mail them back. That grew uh, into a $154.8 billion streaming behemoth that now boasts about 221.6 million subscribers worldwide. It was a dominant source uh, for entertainment that, that few Americans could really live without. It was kind of a must-have, but that's until now. Uh, today, I, I want to talk about Netflix's recent fall from grace and, and what it means for investing in other streaming services. Now, in its most recent quarterly report, which was released this week, uh, Netflix, which trades on the NASDAQ under uh, NFLX, reported a loss of 200,000 subscribers. It was the first quarterly drop in subscribers, first drop ever in subscribers in a decade. So in 10 years, Netflix has never lost subscribers until now. And compounding that with the fact that experts expected a 2.7 million gain in number of users uh, over, the, over the quarter. Now, for context, in previous quarterly statements, the company itself had expected to gain about 2.5 million new subscribers uh, for this most recent quarter. Now, Netflix executives would probably have you believe that this drop is because more people are sharing their account passwords with others, uh, or even the suspension of Netflix in Russia, which had around 700,000 subscribers, is a main reason for the loss. Now, if that were the case, especially with Russia, uh, Netflix would still only have gained about 500,000 subscribers in the quarter, which was way, way off uh, from what analysts and even what the company had projected their gains would be. But it underscored, uh, you know, the, the underscore reason here is I think a lot simpler and it's competition. Netflix was once a powerhouse in, the, in streaming video on demand, but years of neglecting that competition has finally caught up with Netflix. Netflix stock was already down about 38% for the last 12 months, uh, and that was before a massive nearly 30% sell-off in aftermarket trading 
immediately following the release of its quarterly report this week. Um, and, and, you know, this includes a massive 30% drop in stock price in January, thanks to uh, broader market pressure. Um, but the news hasn't necessarily been rosy for all streaming service stocks uh, over the last year. Uh, the streaming wars have really taken their toll on big name companies like Disney, uh, Spotify, Roku, Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, all are down between 27% and 67% for the last 12 months. Now, what Netflix has overlooked for the last few years is the competition for streaming has become intense. And I mean intense. And right now, Americans only have so much money per month to pay for streaming services. It's not like we just have the ability to go out and, and, and buy every streaming service out there. We don't. Inflation, uh, purse tightening, money's tight. And when you hear companies that are raising rates for streaming services, it kind of becomes a turnoff. Uh, it's one of those things where, okay, is this really worth it? We really start questioning where we're spending our money, especially with inflation at 8.5% as it was last month. So, uh, you know, the pot of money is growing smaller and it's forcing us to pick and choose what we pay for to watch on television. Now let's look at the subscriber growth of one of Netflix's chief competitors globally, and that's Disney+. Plus. Now, in the first quarter of 2020, Disney Plus touted about 26.5 million subscribers. By the end of the first quarter of 2022, that number jumped to 129.8 million. Uh, that's almost half the number of Netflix subscribers globally. And Disney did it in just two years. Disney Plus is growing their subscriber base by more than 19% per quarter. That's per quarter. That's not yearly growth. That's quarterly growth. Conversely, Amazon video subscribers only grew at an annual rate of 1.9% from 2017 to 2019. Let's switch gears a little bit and look at our stock power rating system uh, that looks uh, shows Netflix, and we can see this, this stock is definitely one to stay away from. The stock rate's a 30 overall, which means that we're bearish on Netflix uh, and expect it to underperform the broader market in the next 12 months. And they're not alone in their subpar ratings. Disney rates a 21 overall, Roku scores a 17, Spotify, which is the popular podcast and music streaming service only scores a seven, and Warner Brothers Discovery comes in at a 36. And if Netflix note to investors in, quarter, in its recent quarterly report is any indication, underperform could be an understatement. The company told investors it expects to lose millions, up to 2 million more subscribers just this year. So this is not the first time, this is not going to be the only time we can see losses in subscribers for Netflix. There's more to come. And at the end of the day, Netflix is finally paying for what they've neglected for years. And that's the fact that the streaming war is legit. They rested their laurels on the fact that they had such high subscriber numbers, they didn't take into account that people could go elsewhere and that they would go elsewhere. Now, how Netflix gets around it, and, and basically they're we're suggesting right now tighter security protocols to prevent password sharing, and even maybe in the next year or two, maybe launching an ad-supported subscription service is going to determine the direction of the stock. But suggesting that password sharing or that offering an ad-supported service are the biggest issues they have to address kind of undersells uh, the, the problem Netflix is, is bound to face in the coming months and years. Now, don't get me wrong, ad-supported lower price subscriptions are a good idea. Amazon just relaunched its free uh, streaming service, IMDb TV, as Freevee. And YouTube said it was going to start streaming ad-supported free TV shows in the future. So we're seeing a kind of a trend where these companies are starting to realize, okay, money's tight. Uh, people aren't necessarily spending as much money on TV services. So let's give them something for free and then lure them in later into our paid product. Not a bad idea. Um, and the problem is, is that Wall Street has put a premium on these subscription services, calling them kind of the future of television. And that may be true. 
Um, but inflation and price increases uh, have, have pulled the purse, purse strings on, on what and how much we're willing to spend on these services right now. And Netflix is pretty late to the party when it comes to offering uh, lower priced ad supported subscriptions. They only are talking about doing it in the next year or two and it's kind of maybe. So they're not really dedicated to that. I think they're more apt to want to crack down on password sharing, which to me, I think is kind of a smaller problem uh, than what they're facing right now. Honestly, I'd stay away from all these streaming stocks for the time being, but if you had to jump into the fray and if you're just really dying to get into one, um, my suggestion would be Disney. Now, I know it doesn't necessarily rate that well, and I get that because none of them really do. But in terms of streaming, uh, you've got sports with ESPN+. Plus. You've got movies with Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Uh, Disney's done a solid job leaning into the Star Wars fan base and the Marvel Universe to gain new subscribers. Hulu has partnerships with networks to run live TV shows on a one-day delay, and that all seems to be working. The company recently announced plans to spend another $33 billion in new content this year, and that compares to just $14 billion that Netflix spent all of last year. Uh, plus, Disney is much more than just streaming. You've got parks and entertainment, as well as merchandising, and it makes this company uh, much more diverse. Verse. So, and that's kind of another key here to look at is if you're looking at just streaming, then you're going to be uh, kind of at, at, at the at the whim uh, of these subscription numbers, whereas Disney isn't necessarily linked as tightly to subscription numbers because they're much more diverse of a company. They have many more revenue streams uh, than Netflix or Roku or, or things like that. So uh, diversity is kind of a key here, especially with inflation uh, and forcing us as Americans to kind of decide where we're going to spend our money. Now, let's look at our YouTube uh, poll question that we had we asked last week. We want to know if you would want your employer to pay your salary to you in Bitcoin. Now, some, you know, some pro athletes already are doing this. They're they're getting their 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 big contracts paid in in cryptocurrency, uh, but many most employers aren't doing this. Now, 46% of those who were polled said that there was no way you wanted your salary paid in Bitcoin uh, because it's just way too volatile. Uh, you know, what it's worth today uh, when you get paid could be completely different than what it, what it would be worth tomorrow. Uh, it could actually go down, making the value even less. Um, around 37% of those who voted said you might take a small percentage of your pay in crypto, but only 14% of you said you absolutely would take your full paycheck in Bitcoin. Very interesting. 3% said that you take your pay, but you want a kind of a mix of cryptocurrency. So maybe a blend of, uh, of Bitcoin, Ether, or Ethereum, uh, Solana maybe in there, Cardano, you know, whatever the case may be. You want a mix, uh, which, would be just, which would just cause create havoc for HR, HR, uh, HR platforms and uh, companies uh, no matter what. So thank you to everyone who took part in our weekly poll. You can vote in our weekly poll uh, anytime uh, on our YouTube page. Just go to our YouTube page under the community tab and you'll see it right there. If you have a question uh, about a particular stock or maybe a sector or the economy that you'd like Adam or Charles or myself to take a look at, do so. We would love to hear, hear your comments or your questions. Email us. The email address is feedback at moneyandmarkets.com. We'll flash that right down below there. Uh, and uh, if you do use, uh, if you do ask a question and we use it, we're going to send you some very cool Money and Markets gear. Got this t-shirt right here. Uh, you don't get this one specifically because this is mine, but we do have ones like it. We also have hats and sweatshirts and other cool stuff. Uh, also, by the way, you can vote by commenting down below on YouTube um, as well. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you to head over to moneymarkets.com, sign up for our free daily e-letters. We now have two, by the way. Uh, we have our free daily e-letter uh, that we give you safe, sound, smart, profitable investment information. But they all, we also just recently launched one called Stock Power Daily. Uh, I have the pleasure of being the author of this. Uh, and Monday through Friday, I'm going to tell you about one stock that rates high on our stock power rating system that you need to take a look at 
for your portfolio. We'll get you more information on how you can uh, sign up for our Stock Power Daily uh, email as well. Only comes to your email Monday through Friday, so check it out. Uh, would love to have you as part of the community. And while you're on our website, make sure you do check out that Stock Power uh, rating system. You can use our metrics uh, to get ratings of thousands of stocks that we have. Uh, go to the website, type your stock or, or, or your uh, company name in the search bar in the upper right-hand corner, and uh, you'll be able to see the ratings of the stocks, fundamental data. Uh, you'll see a stock chart. You'll be even add. You'll be even able to add stocks to your personal hot list on MoneyMarkets.com. You can track their performance. All sorts of great stuff. And by the way, don't let me forget to mention to you that it is all for free at MoneyMarkets.com. That's all for me this week. Until next time, this is Money Markets Research Analyst and your host of the Bull and Bear Podcast, Matt Clark. Wishing you all safe trading. You've been listening to The Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you.